Welcome back to the One and O podcast. I'm Seth Engel. And I'm Zach Allen. And we are all settled in in our new podcast studio here right before we hit the road to beautiful Champaign, Illinois, tomorrow for Penn State, Illinois, Penn State's first road game of the year. Um, how are you feeling ahead of our, uh, our road trip together? Are you ready to spend nine and a half hours with me? Yeah, maybe. I, I pretty much am. I'm, I'm mentally preparing for that. But, you know, we got 10 hours ahead of us. Maybe stop and pick up McDonald's on the way. But this is what football season's all about, and it makes covering the team fun. Yeah, I think I think we're pretty excited to get going tomorrow. I can't necessarily say the same for James Franklin, though, um, who seems a little upset that Penn State is opening Big Ten play on the road again for the eighth time um, in a row and in and, and 13 of the past 14 years. Um, Zach, is it a big deal to open on the road for eight years in a row and – you know, why do you think James Franklin cares so much about that? I think it's less of that it's a big deal, but more it's just like an odd phenomenon because eight straight years opening conference play, you'd think one year they might get, you know, a lucky break and open one at Beaver Stadium. But I, I think it more so matters when it's when it is the season opener, like last year at Purdue, Penn State barely came through and won, and then they end up going on and winning the Rose Bowl. Um, and then obviously the year before they played Wisconsin, a ranked Wisconsin team on the road. And then the year before that was the Indiana controversial two point conversion. So now that I think Penn state has two games under their belt, one against a power five team in West Virginia. Um, I don't think it's as big of a deal. It's just more that it's, it's weird. It's happened so many years in a row. And like you said, 13 out of the 14 years too. Yeah, I mean, that Indiana year was obviously a COVID year. It was only conference play. Um, everything was kind of messed up. But then those pa- those next two years with Wisconsin and Purdue, those were two good teams right there. Um, I think that's when we really started to hear it more from Franklin um, in terms of how upset he was about you know those games being scheduled. Because it's one thing to start on the road like, they are this year in week three against Illinois. It's another to start your season, like like you mentioned before, um, especially against, you know, Wisconsin was ranked at the time. Um, Purdue was highly competitive, um, went on to play in that in the Big Ten championship last year. I don't know. I, I think it is, like you said, more odd than anything else that it is just eight years without, you know, switching it up at all from the Big Ten conference. Um, 13 out of 14 years is – that's just a lot, you know. Um but anyway, it's not just any road game. It's Drew Aller's first road game. So now we're kind of like every every single time he takes the field, we're looking at it as, okay, this is his first year doing this, first time doing this. It's all a bunch of firsts. Um, entering his first road game and his first Big Ten game, what does Drew Aller still have to prove? I think the obvious answer is prove he can handle, you know, the noise from a road crowd, obviously Illinois is not known to be one of the most hostile environments in the world compared to Ohio State, which he's going to play on the road this year. Um, But still, you know, the first road game, first road start as a college quarterback is not a small deal anywhere, even if it was like one of the smaller stadiums or if if he even played Delaware (laughs) on on the road. so I think there's that. And then later on in the season, just proving he can do it against, you know, the juggernauts of the Big Ten. Yeah, I think before we get to 
the Michigans and the Ohio States of the Big Ten schedule, I think Illinois is a good test. You know, it's a different team than than they were last year. I don't think there's any question about that. But it's a team that has seen winning last year. It's a team with a good head coach in Brett Bielma. Um, and I think it's a good test for Drew Aller. And not to mention two years ago, Illinois upset Penn State at Beaver Stadium. So Right, and we'll, we'll get a little into that in a, in a bit. But I think for, for Drew personally, I think he's he's shown that he can be you know a f- pretty efficient. Um, he hasn't thrown an interception yet. His passing yards are above 500 through two games. He's thrown four touchdowns. He's rushed for another. He's looked good. Um, I think that consistency is still something to look for for him because it's one thing to go through two games. I know he played well against West Virginia, a real Power 5 team. He went in, he played well against Delaware, an FCS team. But, you know, can he continue to do that in a Big Ten schedule? We'll see. Another thing that we should look for entering this Illinois game is potential availability updates. Um, We saw at practice on Wednesday, primary nickel corner Daquan Hardy, defensive tackle Kaziah Zard, and defensive end Amin Vanover, um, who had missed those first two games for whatever reason, um, they were they were practicing with with their respective teams um, in the correct jerseys. What do you make of that if they're able to play on Saturday? First of all, I think it's just, especially with Kaziah, that defensive tackle spot again. I mean, the only touchdown Delaware had was a long run, and we saw that against Michigan. I know we've brought that up before on here. Um, but I think adding more depth to that position is just a benefit. Like it, the bottom line is just a benefit. And then you move on to Daquan Hardy. He's manned that nickel slot for a couple years now. And, you know, it's being a slot corner, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a little different. And having that experience, especially, you know, like Hardy has, would greatly benefit Penn State's already stout pass defense that we've seen. And then I think Amin Vanover, you know, he just, adds more to the pass rush. Like you have Deny, you have Chop, you have Adisa Isaac, but then you add, you know, Amin Vanover in there, another guy who can give those guys a break but still get it done. Um I think if all three of those guys come back against Illinois, it really strengthens the defense even more than than we've seen. We know you love cheering on the Nittany Lions, but being a part of Penn State doesn't just happen on Saturdays. Whether it's joining Nittanyville or another student organization, showing your skills in the IM flag football field, or having university health services help you recover from a sore throat from cheering, Student Affairs is what you need to make the most of your Penn State experience. They're here to help you find your community, take care of yourself, stay safe and feel supported, get involved, and prepare for life as an alumni. Learn more about how to be a part of it all at studentaffairs.psu.edu or follow at studentlifepsu. Yeah, I think I think starting with Daquan Hardy, I mean, he is important for so many reasons um, in that nickel spot. Um, they've put Johnny Dixon in there a little bit um, in Hardy's absence. Now Dixon can go back to doing his own, you know, primary corner role if, if Daquan does come back. Hardy's also, you know, great on special teams, especially if Malik Mega is to miss, you know, another game. If Hardy plays, I think that's huge for that unit as well. Um, Amin Vanover, 
that defensive end room, as as hyped up as it was in the offseason, has struggled to stack up numbers through two games. Um, I believe there are only two sacks by a defensive lineman so far this season. One of them was Zane Durant from the interior, and the other was Jameel Lyons, a true freshman who came in in the fourth quarter at, against Delaware. So, I mean, Amin Vanover coming in and, and giving some added depth to a room that hasn't necessarily lived up to the the hype of this is potentially the best defensive end room in the country, I think is really important. Um, now, it's still a room with, with you know a lot of talent that haven't necessarily played you know poorly. They just haven't really racked up the numbers I think people were expecting. Um, and then Kaziah, like he said, I mean, that defensive tackle room, you know, against Illinois, which is a team that likes to run the football, and we'll, and we'll get into that in a little bit, you know, they're going to need help inside. You know, they haven't struggled too much, but we saw Michigan last year. That was a problem. You know, if Penn State wants to knock off Ohio State and Michigan this year, that run defense has to, you know, has to improve, and, and I think, I think Kaziah does does help in that regard. Um, moving forward, Illinois, it's a different team than it was last year. What do you make of, of this Illinois roster, especially after they just lost to Kansas last week? Yeah, it, I think it's it starts with their new quarterback, Luke Altmaier. He transferred from Ole Miss, and it, he kind of, he's kind of similar to what Penn State faced against West Virginia's Garrett Green, which is another reason why that West Virginia game was important. Um, you know, he, he can get it done through the air. We saw that Ole Miss a little bit last year. Um, and he can get it done with his legs. I think that makes makes it two times as hard to defend as opposed to just a guy who sits back in the pocket, stands there waiting f- for an open receiver. And then defensively, it's defensive tackle Jerzon Newton. Um, Illinois had one of the best defenses in the country last season, and he was he was the defensive tackle for it. He led the team in sacks at defensive tackle and tackles for loss. He's been named to pretty much every like preseason award watch list, and I think he has the ability to be a run stopper for them against Penn State, who had over 300 rushing yards last week against Delaware. Yeah, Newton is spectacular. Um, if you don't know Jerzon Newton, uh, you, you should look his name up before Saturday because he is he is very, very good. Uh, he was a consensus preseason All-American. Um, he is one of the best players in the country. He's a projected first-rounder, and he's coming for Drew Aller. You know, this, this, yeah. is, this is when we talk about, okay, what, what does Drew Aller still have to prove? You know, can you escape a guy like that who is going to line up from the interior and rack up sacks? He had two sacks against Kansas last week. From the inside, yeah. so he can also flip to the outside as well. And when you can do that, and you present a lot of problems there. Um, so Jerzon Newton is someone to look for. It's a big test for that offensive line. Um, this is an offensive line that's played pretty well so far. Um, there have been a little hiccups, you know, in the first two games, but I think it's a deep offensive line, and it's one that should be able to handle Illinois. Um, but facing, you know, one of the best. DTs in the country, it's a little preview for what you might see um, against Michigan. So that's the one I'm looking for, absolutely. Um, Isaiah Williams, wide receiver, you know, if James Franklin said it best the other day, like it seems like he's been there forever. Um, but he's still here, and he, he's, he's playing very well. He's playing very good football, and he is Luke Altmyer's, you know, number one target pretty early on. 
Um, he had 99 yards last week against Kansas. That's what I'm looking for. Um, another thing I'm looking for is this is just a different Illinois team. Yeah. It is so different. Like, everyone's picking Illinois preseason as Penn State's, you know, potential trap game. And I'm saying, like, I don't know. Like, and they really haven't shown that. You know, they almost lost to Toledo. They just lost by 10 to Kansas. It's like, is is Illinois really legit? And then what, what's your prediction for how things go on Saturday? Well, I was going to bring up their two games this season already. They needed, like, a last-second field goal to beat Toledo. And then, you know, Kansas, they've had more success last season, but it's still not a successful football program. And they lost, like you said, by 11 points. And I know, like I said earlier, Illinois upset Penn State last season and the nine overtime game that everyone talks about. But I, this won't need another period to decide it. I think even on the road, Drew Aller's first road start, um, opening the Big Ten on the road, it doesn't really matter. I think Penn State is just the better team. Um, you know, maybe not a defensive tackle because of Newton, but overall I, I think Penn State has the advantage pretty much everywhere. And I don't think this one will be really close. The spread's currently set at 14.5 points in Penn State's favor, and I think Penn State's going to cover that. They've, they've covered the last two games. Um, the offense looks sharp. The defense, you know, the run defense could be a little better, but the pass defense hasn't let anything really through. Um, week one, there are a couple, you know, long passes that were open. But bottom line, this, this is just not going to be that close of a game. It might be close through a quarter, maybe two, but I think, you know, Penn State pulls us out 38-10. to 10. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting you bring up that uh, the 2021 nine-overtime game. I think a lot of players this week were asked whether, you know, that still sits with them, the feeling of that game, and they're obviously, no, like, uh, we're focused on just this game alone. Um, but, you know, I think some of them do still feel that. You know, it's hard not to. Um, so going into this game, I, I really, I can't talk enough about how different this Illinois team is from last year. Like, that was a good Illinois team. They lost Chase Brown. They lost Witherspoon. They lost Sidney Brown. Um, just a number of NFL guys on that team. Witherspoon's probably, you know, arguably the best player in, in program history is now gone. Chase Brown in that nine-overtime game broke the Beaver Stadium rushing record. He's gone. That was their whole offense. So when I look at this Illinois team, I don't see I don't see the hype that everyone else had this preseason. Oh, oh good defensive line. I'm like, they have no offense. So going into this game, I mean, I do not think it'll be close. That 14 and a half spread, I don't care if it's on the road in Champaign, Illinois. That is not a hectic environment. The, the students that go there do not care about Illinois football. Maybe they yeah. did last year for a little bit, but, you know, if Illinois is losing to Kansas, I'll tell you right now, they do not care about Illinois football right now. Um, I'm going 45-15. I know is is uh, in, in Penn State's favor. I know that's you know a wider margin than I think most people are, are anticipating, but I do not think this game will be close at all. I think Penn State is legit. Um, I don't know if they're legit enough to beat Michigan and or Ohio State. We'll see when the time comes, but I think at this point, Penn State's playing very good football. 
I think they're locked in, and I think they're going to do damage in Champaign. Well, that's it for us. This has been the 1-0 and Pod. Uh, you can follow us along at PSUCollegian.com and on Twitter at PSUFootBlog. Peace.